A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have it to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Guitar Nerds is sponsored by Music Nomad, our favorite guitar maintenance tool manufacturing masters. You should check them out on musicnomadcare.com or on social media with at musicnomadcare. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Blake Wyland. Hello, I'm back. I didn't know I was going to be back so soon. Yes, well, neither do I, but you are back. You are back because, of course, dear listener, as I'm sure many of you are aware, if, you, if you're on our Facebook group, uh, the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook, um, it was it was Matt Knight host podcast host Matt Knight's wedding uh, this weekend just gone, and we had a wonderful time. Uh, we did like a, a a podcast best man speech. Mark Packham, Matt Knight, uh, Mark Packham, Jay Cross, and me were the best men. We had to do a speech and everything, and of course, this is only we only record this like the day after. You know, well, the Saturday was the wedding. Sunday we were still, you know, we had to go around and have whatever coffee with Matt at the mansion they'd hired and things like that so now we're back but jay is in terrible shape mark packham only really does patreons anymore and so uh so blake blake you have come to the rescue and uh and agreed to double up with me for uh for another episode absolutely because those people they were just too weak to make it that's what we've discovered but, they were just too exactly. weak they weren't strong exactly. like you they didn't have the fortitude mentally or physically <laughs> to withstand the onslaught of podcasting. And therefore, you had to call in the pinch hitter, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't know what a pinch hitter is, but it sounds important. Uh, in the game of baseball, you know, if you've got, if you've got the bases loaded and you really need to... I, I don't even watch baseball. How do I know this term? Right, right. Uh, <laughs> oh, I see. So are, you need to... Bases are loaded. You need someone who's going to smash the ball so that you can unload those bases. Exactly. So you call in the, you know, you call in the Babe Ruth. Like, come on, right? Drive right. this thing home. Yep. That makes sense. That makes sense. I want, <clears throat> I want to get into baseball. I've been thinking recently, like, you know, this is a sport I want to get into. So I'm finding more and more, like, you know, I only really care about vintage things, right? You know, it applies to all guitar gear, amps, pedals guitars and i'm getting more and more obsessed with that stuff you know i only wear like pre-owned brogues and i do most of my clothes shopping in vintage shops so i was like yeah i really need to follow this through to sports because of course i follow the football but i'm like guys i can't really wear a football shirt out and about because i wouldn't wear something 
you know, as, as sort of shiny and modern as that. So I was thinking, I know, I need to find a, a sport that has kept hold of some of its vintage roots. And mm. the only one, really, is baseball. Like, you still get awesome shirts. They're still, like, got proper hickory bats. You know, it it looks it looks great. It looks 50s still, you know. It's... Uh... So for baseball, that reason, I'm, I'm going to get into Baseball is a very aesthetically pleasing sport in that in that sense, I I actually wear a lot of baseball tees, you know, with the three quarter length sleeves. Oh, and yes, a lot of a uh, lot of bands have started making those, and I those were some of my favorite styles of shirts because they're very comfortable, and I just like how they look. Yeah, but I must say, baseball. Well, th- let's let's put a caveat on this. I am not a big sports person. Uh, right, usually when there are balls involved i like basketball but that's largely nostalgia driven for me because uh i grew up watching basketball with my parents and my grandparents uh but baseball while i really appreciate the aesthetics and the uh, everything that you're kind of hinting at there the thing is is in general it is very hard to get into because it's very slow and right, right. you got you have to be committed. It's almost as bad as golf, as far as like right. or, or cricket for us. I mean, crickets. You know, they, they they had to make a short version of cricket that only lasts one day. You know, that's uh, <laughs> that's, that's how long cricket. I mean, that's true. That's, that's is that is 20, that it lasts twenty twenty cricket is like a yeah. It's, it it only lasts one day rather than however long it lasts. You know, three or four. So. So, uh, so this 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 sounds not as bad as that. I know it's long, but isn't that to work in the customary refreshments? You know, the beers and hot dogs and things. That's that's true. I just, I, it's kind of a weird thing because I I talk about this a lot in regards to content and social media. I in general prefer podcasts because I like long form content. I don't really care about TikTok videos because I'm old and they're too short to have any real substance for me. But when it comes to sports, I like things that move fast. I like to watch boxing. Right. I like to watch, you know, a little bit of MMA here and there. I like to watch things where there's lots happening. Uh, I like Strongman. Strongman's a lot of fun to watch. Like, I just, things that are slow with sports don't hold my attention very well, and I tend to fall off. But for important games, I could be bothered. You know, for something that if ever if if I'm in the right mood with the right people and and in the right environment, I could get into it. I see, I see. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a, I've I've never been to a game, and I really want to uh, want to go to a game. My uh, my my girlfriend Emma, she works for an American company, and their head offices are in in Dallas. And uh, last time she was there, they she went to a, a baseball game, and it just it just sounds great. Like you know, she turned up. And they gave her a shirt, like, you know, the, the baseball shirt. You just get one of those. It's like in, in football, if you want if you want the sort of latest kit, that's 60 quid just for the right. shirt, you right. know, separately. You just turn up at a baseball game and, and include it in the ticket price, you get a shirt, that's great. It was included in wear. the ticking pri- pri- well, ticket I, price? Yes, or did she I, I get it so. launched out of a cannon? That happens too. <laughs> they launch shirts out of cannons into the crowd. You know. It may have been something like that, but that sounds great. It sounds like they've really got you covered, you know. Get to see attending, a sports game, get a, free att- fashion clothes. Attending a – I will say this much. I have both watched baseball games on TV and attended. 
attending them is a completely different, well, here's the pun, ball game, uh, than actually watching it on TV. Watching it on TV kind of sucks, but watching it in right. real life, even though it's the exact same game, so much more fun. It's it's, the atmosphere, it doesn't even compare. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I see. I see. Well, there you go. I'm going to try and get into it. I think I'm, I think I'm going to support the Philadelphia Phillies um, just because uh, I have a friend who follows baseball who is from Philadelphia and supports them. It's Jay, Jay Cross's girlfriend, Maddie. And I, I figure I need to support someone who I know someone else who supports them in order that, you know, I can watch the games with and, and get get behind the hype, you know. Yeah, Absolutely. If you're going to get into it, you, you might as well, you know, go for your friend's team. That way you have the, the immediate community experience. Exactly. Exactly. But there you go. There you go. It's, uh, yes, it's, uh, oh, as, as I say, all to do with my growing obsession with vintage stuff, um, which, you know, we, we might talk about a bit on this podcast. The time has come on this week's podcast to hear some gear. So let's check out some of the complete amplification and effects solutions available from Neural DSP and their plugins. We've teamed up with Neural DSP a bunch over the last year or two. Matt and I are big fans of what they do and we'd like you to become a part of that. So use discount code. That's right, it's a discount code. Guitar Nerds at NeuralDSP.com for 30%, a whopping 30% off of any of their plugins. It's worth noting that you get a 14-day free trial with any of their plugins with no credit card required. So if you just want to see what all the fuss is about, you've got a whole two weeks on them with any of their amps and effects. Now this week, I'm checking out the Omega Ampworks Granifier plugin suite. Now Neural DSB described this suite as providing everything from dirty blues to crushing metal. This dark horse is sure to surprise you. And it it sure did surprise me. I, I'm I'm buzzing whilst I'm recording this uh, this little ad. It, it's such a simple suite. It's one amp head based on the Omega Ampworks Granifier, one pedal, which the Earthquaker device's plumes, and yet I'm probably going to switch to using this amp for everything. The depth of tone, the articulation, the great low gain and high gain tones, the massive amount of fantastic artist and neural DSP presets. It gave me a surprisingly vast collection of drive tones that I think are literally going to cover me for everything I do. Here's a track I built using only presets from the Omega Suite. Omega Ampworks Granifier plugin suite from Neural DSP. Check it out on neuraldsp.com and use discount code GuitarNerds at the checkout for 30% off any of their amp and effects plugins. (laughs) 
Absolutely. I'm I'm really uh, I'm actually going down because I'm in the middle of trying to acquire a decent bit of a camera kit. And I have been going down the vintage lens rabbit Ooh. hole and it is quite appealing to my nerdery. I'm I'm really enjoying this this exploration. I haven't I haven't gotten anything yet, but I'm really enjoying it's it's like it reminds me of the first time that I found out about pedals and you really start going down the rabbit hole of, of learning about pedals from a total newbie perspective. I'm finding the same thing with lenses right now. So, well, that yeah. sounds, ex- that sounds expensive. It's it did. It, yeah. Uh-huh. You think the guitar's expensive. Woohoo. I was reading a review on a $2,000 camera today uh, talking about how this is pretty good for a budget camera. I'm like, oh, what am I getting into? <laughs> this is this is not good. I am not made of this kind of money. Ugh. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was. Uh, you, you forget when you when you're so involved in it. Like at, at Matt's wedding, we were introduced to one of Matt's Matt's now wife Amy's friends. You know, because he he's in guitar, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you have lots in common." We were like, "Yeah," he was a very nice fellow. We, we were chatting about guitars, and uh, he was like, "What what do you think's the best?" You know, I'm looking for something new. You know, maybe something strat like. Uh, you know, what do you think is a new affordable model out at the moment? And I'm I'm sort of saying, well, you know, a lot of people are into this new SE Silver Sky because, of course, you know, it, it's it's less than a a thousand pounds, which is which is good. And uh, he was like, whoa, whoa, I don't think I've ever spent more than 250 pounds on a guitar. And I said, like, oh, of course. <laughs> unless, because unless you're really into it, I'm like, oh, because by budget, I I think you mean just not custom shop. <laughs> That's all that right. means. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, it's, uh, you've got to realize that we are the weirdos. Yeah. This is the Guitar Nerds podcast after, after all. So, you know, yeah, it's... It, it really, yeah, it's it's a difficult thing when you're talking to people who aren't as deep into it as we are. And, you're, and that same thing, what do you think a good budget guitar is? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. Yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. 
I'm like, uh, you know, the Squires are pretty good. They're, uh, you know, around $500. And like, people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said budget. I'm like, ah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. This is not yeah, the early a- 2000s anymore. But on the, <laughs> on the good side of things, even, even though things are more expensive, the lower end guitars price-wise have never been better. So that's, oh, yeah. that's what's awesome about the current uh, guitar market. It is, it is so, it's a totally different world from even like, you know, when, when I started working in guitar shops or, you know, even just you take sort of the early 2000s or 2010 around, around the sort of maybe 2000 to 2010, you think about what was on offer for entry level musicians at that point in time. Like Epiphones were bad at that time. That was, that Mm -hmm. was not a good time for Epiphone. And you think the Squires were, there was no, there were no vint mods. There were no, you know, classically inspired ones. So no classic vibe, no vintage modified. It was affinity or standard, and they were, you know, but bad's the wrong word. They were very, very budget. You know, the colours were very boring. The lacquer was very thick. The pickups were very bland. You know, even even you think about the Mexican standard rage at that point. The colours were terrible in Mexican standard, and the pickups really sounded awful. You know the. Uh, what were the, the what were the pickups? Oh, it doesn't matter. But you know they were not good. Yeah, I mean, it's a yeah. We we have well, we like you and I had anything to do with it. The market has <laughs> really upped its game in in really in all areas of of the price range. I think, but especially at the lower end, and I think that's awesome for newer players, which does actually segue somewhat decently into something I wanted to talk to you about. Shoot. I, have you? Yeah, have you seen the? Uh, I think it was a tweet or it was an interview or something that Noel Gallagher did recently, talking about how rock has gone middle class and there won't be an oasis like band uh, ever again. Because oh, I saw I saw the I saw the headline. You know, it's it's kind of sad. you expect him to say something like offensive every I, I don't know every every six months every year or so every time people forget him. You know, he'll say something offensive in the news to try and be, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> try and be remembered again. But, but yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I usually I'm very annoyed with him, and I just I see his name in the headline, and I'll scroll on past really fast because I'm like not interested. But mm. he had some good points, and he wasn't just talking about gear and and whatnot. He was saying there are no more practice spaces they've all turned into restaurants or or something there are no more you know places for people from public housing to pick up instruments and go and learn to play and i I see i got to thinking about it and i i don't know if maybe things are different over there than it was over here but in my mind it's been like that since guitar or excuse me since i picked up a guitar it has always been that way. We never had any practice spaces other than whatever we could borrow from a friend or family member temporarily. You know, it's like, oh, is your dad's paint shop available today? No, he's got a bunch of cabinets in there. He's painting. Uh, is your, is your, are your parents home today? Can we set up in the living room? You know, like, uh, I don't know. It, there were never any practice spaces, but I have no, no delusions about the fact that me and my friends definitely grew up middle class. You know, and right, right. And so, and we had access to, 
you know, cheaper gear, but we, you know, we got it for gifts or we were able to mow a bunch of lawns and buy it that way. We had the opportunity to be able to acquire that stuff. And I wonder if maybe he's right, but it's actually been that way for longer than what most people think. Guitar Nerds are sponsored by Reverend Guitars, and we're pretty happy about that. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, you'll know that we've been big fans of Reverend for years now, and we're continually impressed by the constant stream of new guitars and basses they bring to the table. The things that stand out to me is their signature range. Reverend have a roster of really interesting, top-notch players who all seem to bring something completely unique to their signature model. None more so than the legend Greg Cock, now on his second guitar, the Gristle 90, following the Gristle Master. The Gristle 90 is a beautiful, tasteful blend of a classic T-style guitar with Firebird-esque aesthetic and a pair of wildly articulate P90s courtesy of Fishman and their Fluence series of pickups. It's a first versatile modern instrument with gorgeous alternate dimension classic looks, great colour options and quality buildsmanship. Check it out and the entire range at reverendguitars.com. Yeah, I guess so. It's it, it is tricky. Like Brighton is such a a ridiculous music hub. You know, you think we've got a, a, two universities in Brighton that both do music subjects and then you've got two separate specifically music and guitar focused colleges here as as well so there are an awful lot of rehearsal spaces including brighton electric which I, I i mention often on the podcast but i think is one of the most amazing rehearsal spaces you know probably probably anywhere it's converted old um bus depot so it's got maybe 10 rooms in there a bar a venue two recording studios and it's it's you know, it's quite an amazing place, which is it's always the who's who of whatever's on BBC Radio 1 this week as well. You know, there's always cool stuff. And like The Cure have a residency room there and stuff. So it's that is a, a wonderful place that I've, you know, been rehearsing in for the best part of 15 years. And so I guess, uh, I guess this town is sport for choice, but certainly if you were to go more suburban, I, I imagine there are less, but I can't speak from experience because... I've always, you know, before I was in Brighton, I was in London and there were plenty of rehearsal spaces there as well. So I guess suburbia doesn't have it, but maybe I agree with you. Maybe wasn't that always the case? You know, whenever were there studios or, I don't know, government funding for for this sort of thing? There's, you know, it's it's always been pretty limited, I imagine. Yeah, you know, and his point was just that, gear was out of reach for a lot of people in those scenarios. Mm. And I, I can see like, normally I just, like I said, I just have to write off whatever he says. Cause I generally view it as nonsense. But uh, in this case, I, I think he has some solid points, but you know, I do have a guitar. I think it, I think it just comes down to how bad do you want to do it? You know, yeah. I do have sure, a guitar sure, that I love that was $30 and I still own it. You know, there you go. This the Squire Bullet Mustang. Even if you're shopping, you know, new, the Squire Bullet Mustang is is definitely accessible and affordably priced, and it's a very good guitar. Which, thankfully, because it's Fender, because all of those parts are upgradable, if you want, it's something that can stay with you as you, you know, as you upgrade your 
interest in guitars, you can upgrade mm-hmm. that that model with you. Yeah, I think you do just have to, you know, you do have to dig. You know, I I have to. I'm now taking my brain on a time traveling uh, vacation here and going back to when I was, you know, 14 and trying to figure out how to buy a guitar. You know, fortunately, you know, I I had my basic needs totally, totally covered, so I didn't have to worry about that. All I could I could spend time obsessing over how to acquire instruments, uh, but it wasn't like, you know. I mean, going back to what, how we started this conversation, two hundred dollars was might as well have been two thousand back then. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, we, I, th- I think we might have talked about this a bit the last time you were on. But what were some of the, um, what were some of the like entry level gear that was around your side of the pond when you were like cutting your teeth on guitar? Like, because you know, I, I feel like there's always a really standard range of gear that everyone goes through as their first set of stuff like amps that are loud enough to gig and and instruments that are affordable enough to buy for people starting out what were like the maybe just the the guitars and the amps that that people had when you were cutting your teeth oh there's a lot of epiphone bolt-on les pauls a lot of that 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 was every everyone had that everyone had a line six spider of some variety or (laughs) or had or had access to one uh, and a lot of crate solid state stuff, um, wh- which is actually I still own my first amp, and it's a crate solid state uh, XT one twenty. And for what it is, it's actually a great amp. Right. <laughs> it's like it's really loud. It does that. It, it does. It doesn't do the you know middle crunch thing very well, but it does clean very well and it does like that early 2000s metalcore scooped thing very well uh it doesn't do in between very well but is it solid state it's solid state yeah it's Um, so funny isn't it because i I feel like older affordable amps actually don't sound bad because no one was doing class d yet so (laughs) the the solid state stuff actually sounds much better than i think affordable amps probably do today well Speaking of of affordable amps that sound awesome, I just was gifted a PV Pacer with solid state Pacer? amp. Pacer, I have yeah. never heard of that. I'm gonna have to. So it's Google. it's from the same line of amps as the now famous PV Decade. Right. Uh, so it's from that same same era, and it features, from what I understand, the same preamp section. I think all of those amps from that series, for the most part, share a, a similar preamp section. And then they just swapped out different power sections and speakers and cabs. And so this one is a 100-watt uh, single 12 combo. And it sounds really good. <laughs> like, what? what is going on here? And then I plugged it into my old Orange 212, and I literally was laughing because I was like, this sounds so good. I cannot believe I cannot believe what I'm hearing right now. This is so, so insane. I'm looking at it. It looks like you've just got volume, a three-band EQ. Is there a reverb? Is that there reverb? Is a reverb. Oh, my there is a goodness. Reverb. Yeah. And, and then two inputs for no reason. Yeah. Well, the, mine has the volume and overdrive, uh, three-band EQ, reverb, and a master volume. Oh, I see there's an extra switch on your one. Right. Yeah. Oh, so here we are. I found one. Yes, I found one with the overdrive as well. Oh, 
Yeah. I can't believe how good this amp sounds. <laughs> it's so it's so ridiculous. Uh, Chris Benson from Benson Amps, I was over at his shop, and he was like, do you want this? I'm like, no, not really. He's like, well, it's just kind of in my way. Why don't you take it? And I was like, well, then it'll be in my way. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, honestly, it sounds really good. And I was like, all right, I'll take it. I'll make some some stupid content with it or something. And I plugged it in. I was like, you weren't kidding. This thing is brilliant. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> why does it sound so good? It has no why business sounding that good. Why don't you get it retolexed and like, uh, you know, get it looking all boutique and then no one will be able to tell. I like how ragged it is. It's got a giant hole ripped right down the middle of the grill cloth. And like, it looks like it, it looks like it should sound horrible, honestly. And it, and the fact that it doesn't makes me so happy. Hello, and welcome back to one hot minute, the segment where each week I take a minute of your podcast listing time to demo a piece of gear that I'm excited about. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about the KMA chief disruptor it's a swiss army knife big muff style fuzz i'm going to talk about it again this week once again this week i've built an entire track using this pedal it's so versatile it's so much more than just a fuzz it's everything from a low-gain drive to a fuzz to a vintage fuzz to a modern fuzz to a coctoire it does it all thanks to a separate mid switching foot switch three voices of fuzz and of course the clean blend which just makes it very versatile for any guitar this week i've used it for everything the bass and the guitars to build a little track Uh, i've used it for all the lead lines the octave chords just the palm muted chords going on It, it does every single type of drive each time i'm running just into a clean Corey Wong uh, Neural DSP plugin, nothing more. So let's give the track a listen and see what you think just about how versatile and fantastic this fuzz really is. Chief Disruptor, a Swiss army knife fuzz that's so much more than just a fuzz, so capable of everything from just a touch of drive right up to doom. I absolutely love it. Check it out, kma-machines.com or, you know, at your local guitar shop. Well worth taking a punt on, I think. Now, back to the podcast. But I have thought about pulling the amp chassis out and putting it in a head form because i think i'm gonna exclusively use it with other cabs after after hearing how good it sounded through that orange i just uh it's so ridiculous and then i posted it and some you know some people were like oh those are garbage i'm like well you know i don't know if it sounds good it is good and it sounds good to me so i'll probably have to do a video Mm -hmm. on it at some point Hmm. yeah it's it's lovely when you get those it's lovely when you get things like that like i used to have this um this tysco 
bass amp, which was my my first my first bass amp. There was lots of sort of random tight like seventies Tysco amps that were going around eBay in like the the early super early two thousands. Yeah, but uh, I never never appreciated it for what it what it was like for being a big like hundred watt solid state bass combo. That was that's cool and and i bet it did sound great i just had no idea and of course i remember being at that age like lusting after the line six spider bass combo <laughs> as if you know of course oh, yes that would be the upgrade you know rather than this awesome <laughs> like vintage tysco thing from the 70s that i didn't like because it was old you know and right. back then you thought new stuff was the uh was the solution that that isn't that funny how that happens especially with guitarists like you're you're young you're coming up and you're like oh then i gotta try that brand new uh very yeah very acts <laughs> with that crank amplification amplifier it's gonna be the best <laughs> and and then you're like you get a just not too much beyond that once you once you've been playing for you know five-ish years and you if you if you do go down the gear tone rabbit hole you're you find everybody talking about oh no what you really want is an old tweed deluxe it's like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm so confused. But I remember the yeah. first time I plugged into a, a tube amp, which was an Orange Tiny Terror. And I was like, I've been doing everything wrong. Like, <laughs> I didn't I didn't understand that a guitar could feel and sound that way. And that was really a turning point for me. Really? Was that like, a, the? Do you, is the Tiny Terror like a real game-changing point in your guitar history? Absolutely. Yeah. The first time I plugged into that and, and just strummed a, a some sort of power cord, I was like, oh, this is what the internet's been talking about. Like, this <laughs> Did is you why buy one? I didn't end up buying one. I was actually testing it for a friend. I immediately, I tend to do this once I get into something. I immediately hit the internet and was just researching, 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 trying to find what I wanted. And I know why that's entertaining and I know why people do it and 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 everything but the real answer is instead of doing that I should have just went around to various guitar stores and plugged a bunch of stuff in and seen what I liked because I I definitely got misled a few times by internet forums by people saying like oh that old Sovtech amp those suck or oh those old Ampeg amps they didn't sound good and I've I now own a 65 Ampeg J12 that I absolutely love. I've played some yeah, of the Sovtech stuff. Cool. They sound great. And it's like you just you can't go entirely off of Forum Speak. So Forum Speak kind of talked me out of the tiny tear. I was like, oh, maybe I need more wattage. It was it, the answer is just go to the guitar store and plug a bunch of stuff in. See what you like, yeah. you know? Oh, absolutely. Of course. Like all of this, as with every single piece of gear ever, it's completely subjective. And, you know, someone, a, a tiny terror is is not going to do particular genres very well. And so anyone no. who's coming from that area is, you know, not going to like a, a, a tiny terror. And it, it's the same with any amp. No, nothing's really a, a, a design for everything. So there's always going to no. be haters. Yep. Yep. Don't listen to the haters. Test it out. That's what I say. Exactly. 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 Um, I, you know, I, I actually, I've been, I was gonna, I was gonna ask for your assistance because uh, on that, on the amp from, 
I, I love the, the Boss Katana 100 that I have. It's, it's really good. It's very good. I've got the Katana 200. It's it's great. Um, I just, uh, I guess I've been playing the Grez a lot more recently. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love that guitar. And I, I just, I guess I want something a bit posher, a bit more boutique. I don't want to go over the top with spending money on a on a small amplifier, but... I want something, it doesn't have to be all singing and dancing like a katana. I use the katana for like clean-ish edge of breakup with a bunch of reverb. Like that's mm-hmm. it. That's that's all I use it for. So I need an amp to do that. But I was just like, oh, maybe I want something a bit nicer than the katana. And my uh, my Tweed Blues Junior is, uh, I was actually selling it. And then, uh, and then I sort of plugged it in. I was like, oh. This does not work properly, so <laughs> so I've got to get that fixed. So I kind of want to sell that as well because I've had it a long time. I'm very familiar with the blues know, I want something new and fun. So I'm looking for suggestions, Blake. I'm looking for like small, nice boot, small boutiquey. Doesn't have to be weird boutique brands. It can be anything. A good sounding small amplifier that isn't insanely expensive, but I'm happy with expensive. Um. So let's see. Like I'm putting you on the spot a bit there. I didn't you are putting me on that. the spot right now. If if I had to choose for something for what you just described, and these these neither of these are cheap, to be fair. But the ones that immediately come to mind are either the silk tone amp, which I've been using a lot. Uh it's really cool. It's kind of it's kind of classic American voiced, but it uses a KT eighty eight tube. And it has its own flavor going on. I really love that right. amp. And it takes pedals obscenely well. And I just, I really like it. Plus, Charles is a fantastic, fantastic dude. Uh, that one is one that immediately springs to mind. Oh, it's very nice. Yeah. So what, we got 12 watts. Um, yeah. So, so what, like 12 AX7 in the front end. And then, yeah. And then a, a KT66 and a... And a five AR four, you know, simple. Oh, the reverb's got a dwell and a mix control. It does, yes, which, which is very that nice. Sounds, that sounds very usable. Very useful. It is. It is. I I always have it on just a little bit, and sometimes, in fact, in some demos I've done, I've been mid demo, I've been like, "Whoops, the reverb's on. Uh, <laughs> I gotta turn that off." But yeah, I think it sounds really, really good. I really, really love that amp. And I believe he actually just released a new one that I have not played yet called the Astro. Right. Which, which is a somewhat condensed version of the original Silktone amp, which is what I have. Uh, uh, but sonically, when I was listening to the demos, I was like, that sounds very, very close to the original. And I believe the Astro's a little bit cheaper. So I don't know all the differences. But yeah, there's the original Silktone amp and then the Silktone Astro. And they're, the build quality is very high. I I really like mine a lot. Uh, mm. So that that comes to mind. And then of course, because I can't I can't not suggest something by my good friend Chris Benson because I I have so many of his amps and love everything he makes. <laughs> the uh, Nathan Junior might slot in nicely, which is lower wattage than I think what you're probably used to, but it is quite loud 
at that so it's wattage. five five watts the yeah. the Nathan Junior, which is mm-hmm. is yeah, it's still reasonable. I've played some fantastic. I've got like a a prototype amp that we're working on for Ashdown at the moment, which is two watts, and and it's like I swear it's almost gigably loud. So I think you can get like a good low wattage amp, you know, tonally they do exist, and actually they tend to they tend to fuzz up quite nicely as well. Guitar nerds are teaming up with Music Nomad, and I, I really think, nerds, you need to check out musicnomadcare.com. We've spoken about all their wonderful guitar maintenance products on the podcast, and, and I really can't emphasize how important it is to look after your gear and how easy Music Nomad make that for you with things like their, their how-to advice center and their setup hub. Music Nomad have been around for a little over 10 years, and in that time, they've become one of the most recognized brands for guitar tech gear. They're available worldwide in every guitar store you can think to name, and it's for a good reason. All their products are professional-grade quality. Every tool, and even the cases the tools come in, are designed for proper, rugged, on-the-road use. Make sure you check out what all the buzz is around Music Nomad, as they are redefining and raising the bar for equipment care. Learn more at musicnomadcare.com, or follow them on social media with at musicnomadcare. Yeah, and this one does it in a very smooth way. Uh, I was there when it was released, and I helped. Uh, I was part of the camera crew shooting shooting videos for it, and it's uh, it's much louder and much more robust sounding than five watts would suggest. It really right. sounds very full and rich, and it doesn't. It will fuzz out if you if you want it to, but not in the way that like a champ does. You know, right, a champ I gets see. very fuzzy very quickly. This is very very full and rich sounding. Ooh, and it has reverb on it as well. It does. Yes. Yes. So those are those are the two that immediately sprung to my my brain when you asked that question. Hmm. Yeah, both of these are great suggestions. Maybe this is I feel like this Benson is maybe more yeah, this is more the sort of thing I'm thinking. I think maybe that's right. Maybe like a really nice plush good sounding 5 watt amp. Maybe that is the solution. Because realistically, I'm still for gigs probably going to use my Fender Tone Master, so mm-hmm. it's the, the 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 deluxe. So, so this is this is a, a a reasonable option. You know, I was I was thinking about like maybe one of the the box shaped Vox AC15s, or maybe one of the you know the, did you ever see the two tone AC15s they did with the, like blue and cream. With yes, like the TV yes. style mesh. Those yep. they go for like no money. I don't know why. Maybe they sound bad. Maybe they break all the time. I'm not sure. They were like a 2014 ish limited edition run. They but look so over, good. They look yeah. awesome. And they go for like 400 pounds, which is very reasonable. Oh, I thought of another solution that is much less boutiquey, but I think right. it's a sleeper. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, I'm always up for a sleeper. Yeah, I don't think they make them anymore, but the Vox Night Train was a lunchbox head they made back in the day, and my friend Jess got one, and he's used it for years, and it always sounds really good. The one slight change he made, I don't remember which which tube, I always forget, he's told me 400 times, but he did replace the preamp tubes with some lower gain ones. And right. I don't, I don't remember which it was, and that just opened that amp all up. Like it's kind of a, it, it broke up too early. It didn't take pedals really well in stock form, but I mean it did okay. 
But as soon as he put those lower gain preamp tubes in it, it became such a versatile, awesome sounding little lunchbox amp. Now, it's not quite as posh and vintage looking as what we were kind of discussing before. But as far as like a really cool sounding amp, yeah, lower gain preamp tubes in a Vox Night Train will get you places for sure. Yeah, I mean, and also something that you're, you're absolutely right, it's a sleeper. Like a, like Tim, the guitarist in, in my band Polymath, he played for a short time a, a Night Train 50. And we, we just thought it was fantastic. And of course, they, they obviously, they do the the 15 inch uh the, the sorry the 15 watt head they do a, a the the little night train which is a, a tiny mini thing i don't know like five watts i guess maybe less uh, and i think there's a there's a rare combo as well that uh that turns up oh, every now and again really but uh yeah there's a 15 there's actually right now on reverb in the uk there is the the 15 watt 12-inch combo available for £295. Oh, already that's had a, so much amp for that money. That is I know, so much it's amp. Already had a 23% price drop. You know, it actually looks great in a combo form, better than it does in a head form because you don't get that weird metal grill. I was reading recently that these the whole design of the night train was based on the train wreck, which which I didn't know. They're, they're trying I, to sound like old train wrecks. I did but, not know uh, that either. I had no idea, yeah. which that yeah. makes sense. I don't yeah, know why that amp didn't take off. I remember it. the only reason I didn't end up buying one is because Jess bought one and I didn't want the same amp as him. Like I was going to buy one and he then he ended up getting it and I was like, well, I got to find something a little different just so we don't all because we're all we're all playing in the same band. So it's like I don't want to sound exactly the same, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. They, yeah, they they were. It was a weird. It was a weird thing. I don't know why they did. Maybe looks. I think maybe Vox are one of those brands that they keep trying to make modern stuff, and I, I just I'm not sure that's what people want from them. I, I think uh, arguably that's it. But uh, but the, yeah, this the night train is great. I mean, it has. I would have said it looks weird and modern, but since seeing JD's. Uh, Fenton Wheel or Fenton Wheel, I'm not sure how you say that. The, his Fenton Wheel combo from the 60s. I'm like, oh, that that looks exactly like a Vox Night Train. So, so it's <laughs> in some way inspired by. So, but yeah, the Night Train 15, this combo, great. You know, you get you, so oh, it's man. it's two channel. It's even two channel. So you've got separate gain controls. You've got a a, a reverb. Oh, it looks like. Is there any attenuation? No, no attenuation, but that's fine. That's fine. Three band EQ, great. A little bright switch, fine, perfect. I'm looking at, is... at it in the States right now, and you can find it, the the just the head, but the, all over reverb for around 300 to 350. Really? Yeah. That's a, such a fifth... sleeper. I might just buy one yeah. just to have one. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, absolutely. The is that the fifteen watt you're looking the at? The fifteen watt, yeah, the head. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a that is a good old suggestion. Uh not 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 a bad option at all. Um I I'm gonna I'm not gonna buy it right now. I'm gonna think on it, but I'm putting that firmly into my uh <laughs> my watch list. Oh, this has made me think about because I guess I was thinking about larger amps. Oh, I need to get some five watt amps in my life. Uh, you know, maybe I could find like an old Selma something. Maybe a Marshall Ooh. Class Five is the solution. Maybe, maybe. But you, you, you've sort of—I don't know why I wasn't thinking about five watt options. But I really feel like that's that's a route I could go down. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into that. 
I'm gonna. I think it's always good to have on hand something like that because you never know when. I mean, I've got a few lower watt options. I I have some ridiculously loud amps, and they they just sound like the whole world is crashing down when you crank them up. But you don't need that 99% of the time. In fact, it yeah. can become a burden. So it's nice to have something that works in the wattage range where you need it for a specific purpose. Yeah, this is, I'm thinking about something I can put in my lounge for, you know, when I'm sitting around in the evenings, you know, but just noodling around on guitar, I want it to sound great. Because that was the thing, I kind of... Uh, you know, I've got the Grez down there next to my girlfriend's piano and we're trying to do like a, in the evenings, no no turning on the telly, no no watching Netflix things. We're not going to do that. So we've got like a, we've got like this insanely hard thousand piece Radiohead puzzle uh, that, we, that you can buy off of the Radiohead website. So we're working on that and just sitting around like noodling on guitar in the evenings. I moved the katana down there and I'm like, yeah, this katana doesn't look good. You know, like right. <laughs> in the lounge with all my nice stuff. It doesn't look good. So that's it hence the hence the look for the, you know, the something that's a, a gorgeous looking, well tolexed amplifier. Yeah. In that sense, the night train probably won't fit. But <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> but for how cheap they are. Maybe you could make a little project out of it. You can rehouse <laughs> the true. amp into uh, something a little classier looking. Maybe that, that, yeah. that, that might be the option. I, I'm I'm going to think about that. I'm going to think about that now. Just just uh, before we started recording this podcast, but shortly before, you released uh, a new video for a new pedal, another pedal that you've been involved in. Um, well, the, uh, I wasn't the I wasn't really involved in this one. It was more of just, uh, hey, would you like to do a video for this? And I was like, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I uh, I did a video for the new Ian Fowles, uh, better known as Eagle Bones Falcon Hawk of the Aquavats. He has a signature overdrive with Rude Tech, and I was asked to do a video for it. And so I I put on an Aquabat helmet and mask. And uh, <laughs> made a ridiculous video. The intro, I'm I'm jamming some heavy riffs through uh, with my baritone, and I decided, you know, it would be really dumb and funny, and maybe it's not funny at all, but I thought it was funny, is if I should announce what this pedal is with a microphone while like yelling through the pedal so my voice is all distorted and everything and so yeah i'm i'm yelling and jumping around and screaming about what the pedal is through a distortion pedal uh, into my daw and uh yeah it's it was a lot of fun but i, tr I wanted to make it silly because you know i feel i felt like the aquabats would appreciate that yes yeah absolutely i i'm, I'm sure they would so this this drive it it looks it looks great i'm already a big fan of anything that's got a blend control and it has a blend control so that's that's important to me um how, what's what's the edge with this with this drive pedal what, what are they going for so this is a very cool uh this is a very cool drive pedal so it's actually two dirt circuits so on if you take the blend all the way to the left you're in overdrive mode if you take it all the way to the right, you're in distortion mode. 
and the oh, gain see, so volume. You're not blending a clean signal in. You're no, blending between it's... two. Oh, this is uh, cool. I like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the gain volume and tone are all universal. They affect they uh, they impact both circuits, and you just you blend between. You can get all these different textures and flavors. When I first the first part of the video is really aggressive, like in your face, heavy riffs, high gain. And then later in the video, I spend a lot of time exploring the the lower gain sounds, especially in the very beginning and the very end of that portion. And it just sounds, it, it gets those just glassy edge of breakup tones. But what's so great is any, I, the only other pedal I can think of that does this in a similar way is the Pelotar. It's blending between two different fuzz circuits. Right. And... I love, I just love what that does. There's no other way to get some of these textures and sounds uh, without that. And I just, I really think they did a, a fantastic job on it. It looks great. It's got a pink LED. You know, I mean, what more do you need? It comes with awesome. a, a power crystal. It's It's got everything you need. It's fantastic. Very cool. And they're, they're doing that as a, um, it's as like a, a GoFundMe style thing, right? You've yeah. The- so, yeah. I, I didn't actually know that, uh, but it doesn't matter that much. But basically the way they're doing it is a, an independent uh, pre-order situation and either they'll sell enough to make it a full production item or they won't. So, so <laughs> I think they have a month to sell 150, I believe, of them. Yeah, that's right. So as we're recording this podcast, and we're actually recording this podcast a week before it comes out, because the, the week this is coming out, the Bronkoff podcast series is running a week. But uh, as we're recording this, they've sold 30 pedals, which is 20%, because they need to hit 150, and they have one month and one day. So that's... Uh, that's a, that's a that's a decent first day for them. One hundred and ninety nine bucks USDs for the pedal, mm-hmm. but it looks cool. It looks great. Definitely go and dear listener, go and check out Blake's demo of the Aquabats Overdrive pedal. It looks very cool. I'd actually never heard of Rutech um, before, and I clicked on their their web page, and the first thing that they have is three muffs in one. So yes. already, I'm 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 interested in this. Yeah, Jesse is a great dude. He's going to be coming on the Tone Mob podcast here. Uh, I don't know when exactly his episode will drop, but we're going to be recording it very soon. And he is the one that helped us do, because he's he is a literal, like, he he comes from the rocket industry. <laughs> like, he literally is a, a rocket scientist. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, cool. Uh, yeah, and he's a really funny guy, smart dude, and he also did the... Uh, enclosure design for the slice of pie. Ah, so yeah, I see, oh, very yes. cool. So yeah, good guy, cool circuits. Uh, really enjoy Jesse. He's a lot of fun. Mm. Looks like this is the only the only pedal on on Rudetech site at the moment. So the only pedal he does. They used to have more. I'm pretty sure back in the day, but I think that one took over the spotlight and made it kind of <laughs> not worth it to do anything else. Uh, so yeah. I see. I see. Well, very cool. Very cool. Um, I, you know, I've I've been t- talking about uh, the you know the 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 my hunt for vintage stuff. That that is 
that is really starting to take off for me. And I've suddenly become very concerned that I have some modern pedals and I no longer want. (laughs) (laughs) It's concerning. It's worth being concerned about. Yes. (laughs) It's, 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 I'm at a point now where I'm like, well, it's it's not that I want everything to be vintage because to be honest, a lot of, a lot of vintage, you know, sort after vintage effects, they're not going to work well on bass. So I, I need stuff that's going to work well on bass, but I want stuff that's designed old school at heart. Like it used to be that I wanted my delays and reverbs to be all singing and dancing. I wanted them to have pitching octaves and, and infinite sustain and weird shimmery things and stuff like that. But now I just want like a reverb. Well, I don't want a reverb for, for bass, you know, for a start. Mm-hmm. But if I did, it would have to be a tank. And now, you know, for for delay stuff, I'm like, well, I will only use the DM2 because, you know, that's that's at least a, that's a cool, it sounds like old delay and that's what I want. But of course, that's now, that's now branching over into looking for, it's easy to do with modulation because there's a sort of sought after vintage tone. But when it comes to fuzzes and drives, you, as a bass player, you can't necessarily go for the same vintage stuff. So I'm looking for cool things that just try and be simple and old school. You know, they don't have to be vintage, but they have to be simple and old school. I don't want all the bells and whistles anymore. I want that simplicity. So, you know, I'm again, I'm putting you on the spot here, Blake, but I'm trying to, I'm looking for like, good fuzz recommendations for bass stuff with like you know potentially good clean blends and things like that and i'm looking for good distortion and overdrive like low sort of transparent overdrives that potentially work with bass that that don't 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 go too far they don't need to give me everything i don't want any modern sounds so what what, what do you think what do you got for me Mm, yeah this is this is tricky this is a tricky, tricky one because if you want something really vintage appearing and you know kind of committed to that that aesthetic and that build style, you really do struggle to find things that work well in that low end register. Um, mm. It's 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 I, I never really thought about it until you mentioned it, but off the top of my head, there aren't any builders that I can think of that tick both of those boxes, like both with the old school aesthetics and with the, you know, the favoritism of the low end. But there's a builder you really should check out. I have not played his stuff, but I I know some that have, but you'll know what I mean when I say this. And maybe you, maybe you're already aware, but if you really want that commitment to the old school build style, you should check out Reeves Electro. You've seen Reeves Electro? Uh, it, uh, I'm not sure. It doesn't ring a bell. I'll uh, I'll Google it whilst whilst you're talking about it. Yeah, Marcus. He's a. I don't know him. I don't have any personal connection. Wampler introduced me to his stuff, but you want to talk about artwork in circuit in like circuit building? It's so beautiful on the inside. It's so awesome, and he's a small builder that I would imagine if you were to hit him up. He would probably build you something more base focused because you know oh, that's just yes. a ma- matter of component values, right? And emphasizing the, the proper range. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess yeah, exactly. So I enjoy the sort of acid etch style artwork that he goes for on these. Yeah, you have a gut shot. That's what you really need to see is the guts. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, I will. Uh, 
I, I will have a look. These these look great. I'm absolutely gonna reach out to this guy, and I love that he does like a uh, he does some classic pedal chassis as well. We've got the fuzz face, and he does the tone bender as well in his own sort of you know versions of pedals. Oh, and but... I kind of I, I this is a mis- this was totally an accident. Uh, I forgot that he was in the UK. <laughs> I yes, didn't even yeah. su- <laughs> I, I wondered why the why the pricing was in such round figures <laughs> when I was looking at it. So it must be <laughs> it Yeah, must be, I uh, totally forgot that he was in the UK. So that actually works extra well, right? Oh, there you go. Well, yes. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, I guess it does. I guess it does. I've got like a uh I've got a, a PayPal account that has a bunch of money in dollars in it. I think Gitana's got paid in dollars once, like a lot of years ago. And I recently rediscovered that we had this PayPal account. And I was like, oh, I could convert this back, but PayPal is going to charge a fee. So why don't I spend it on something in America? Mm. I know that that logic is flawed. I know that there's going to be import charges, but let me let me live in the illusion <laughs> of the free money. So uh, yeah, I'm sending so. you, and this does nothing for the listeners, but I just sent you a link uh, to our, our little messenger chat. Uh, oh, yes, some... yes, I've clicked on it. Go ahead and hit that, and, and I want to hear your reaction. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is yeah. like, uh, this is taking point-to-point wiring to a to a whole nother level. I can't believe yeah. how organized this this is. <laughs> it's art, man. <laughs> it really is. Wow. Yep. Wow, yeah, this, so, this is fantastic. I'm going so to... I'm sure he could hook you up with something for the for the bass, and it would, it would tickle your vintage... Uh, I don't know what it your vintage desires. I guess <laughs> I don't know what to say there. It doesn't no, sound yes, extra yes, yeah. weird. <laughs> yes, uh, I am absolutely going to check them out. A company, you know, a company I keep coming back to, and I, I, uh, I talked about them briefly. I think on on last week's episode, dear listener, it's Brown Amps. It's Brown uh-huh. with an E on the end. Are you familiar with them? I I know about the protein, and that's pretty much it. I don't know anything else that they have. They had totally passed me by. It was literally like last week on the podcast. I was like, uh, vintage styled fuzzes, Google, you know, and uh, and and they came up with their uh, with their T four fuzz, and I checked out like the rest of the site. I was like, oh yeah, there's the protein. They put half of the protein into their carbon um, as well. They're cracking like really really old school tread looking stuff that sounds great and everything seems to be very vintage inspired um and uh they even have a podcast uh as well the, oh uh, they do the, i didn't realize yeah, yeah. that yeah there's the that's right yeah the uh the the there is the brown amps podcast so it looks like it ran in 2021 uh doesn't it looks like the last episode came out in september 2021 but um, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably listen to these later, and maybe maybe I should give them a shout and get them on an episode because uh, especially if they're experienced podcasters as well. But yeah, it looks like they do the their carbon, their fuzz, and their protein. It's just three three pedals, but yeah, they look they look fantastic, and all, all the demos that I've seen, they look like they sound great as well. So I was just thinking about. Uh the I'm, I'm sorry i'm racking my brain trying to think about like bass focused uh mm. you know more boutique effects and i can't believe i didn't think of this probably because his aesthetic is not 
at all the vintage flavor that you're going for. Well, I guess it is kind of tattoo inspired in in some of the designs, so maybe that sort of qualifies. Uh-huh. But uh, uh, my friend Ryan Fuzzrocious, like he makes sure that everything he does because he's primarily a bass player, and so he makes sure that everything he does works well across the tonal spectrum. And I have never played a Fuzzrocious pedal that didn't sound good on guitar baritone and bass so fuzzrocious right. is always one to to keep an eye on for that stuff oh i see now that is i tell you what fuzzrocious are a brand that you know that we've got stuff of that they've sent us stuff before and and it's just i think matt ends up keeping it all and i just haven't even <laughs> thought about them <laughs> i haven't even thought about them for ages but um but yeah so i i'm like i'm looking now and i'm like man i i don't know any of the things in this range now i is there are so many companies and it's easy to sort of forget one and then you know just never see anything from them again for for 2 years but yeah but yeah they uh, i i love the the look and the the style of their stuff and they have such a such a substantial range of gear as well do you, is there like a is there a fuzz that you would recommend within the fuzzrocious arsenal uh, oh see my favorite fuzz roses pedals are the yeah. limited edition uh <laughs> ones that we did together the typhoon v1 and v2 because <laughs> of course well they're they were the concept that i came up with so why wouldn't they be my favorite yeah no absolutely but uh the uh the cattail is uh is a you know rodent inspired uh distortion that sounds really really good on bass oh wow yeah even the the demos are even on bass on the i think he does a bass demo for every single pedal that he has i'm 99 percent sure of that this is exactly what i was looking for and exactly what i am going to order after we finish podcasting there you Uh, go just something from this range it's done it's done this discussion is done now i you you have found the answer this is exactly what i was looking for somewhere where i can actually look at a number of demos of products with bass basically because i was like you can't get anything the only bass stuff the only bass drives distortion things like that fuzzes that you can get on the market are modern sounding they're for metal people they're for active basses or five strings all the demos if you find demos they're going to be scooped and they're going to sound awful um and so and so because i don't want that because i want like something clangy and rocky i want something that sounds like an amp turned up really loud not like a distortion you know or you know if i want a fuzz i want it to be old school and and you know not not modern and gated it needs to be big and open sounding all, all the only thing I could look for is like maybe if I can just find something with a clean blend because you know if it's mm-hmm. got a clean blend on there I can probably keep some of those fundamentals. That was the best I could hope for on the internet. So this is so much better than that. I'm going to be checking these out. The moth looks fantastic. I mean, obviously, dear listener, I'm just going on aesthetics here, but the moth looks great. You know, the, there's the demon, the gray stash. That seems like something I should buy. There's a uh, there's a lot of stuff here that I should. The little yeah. fella, uh, I actually did a baritone demo, and I've played it with bass. Sounds great. Uh, that's a slightly tweaked version of the Demon. Um, I love that. The little fella sounds so good. And then the uh, there's another one that I was thinking of. I was trying to think of what what is what are my favorite bass pedal. Oh yes, um, I forgot. I don't know if they're still selling this pedal, but I know there 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 are at least some used. But the Solid Gold Effects Beta Deluxe. Is ah, such, yes. a, you, such a good bass drive. 
you uh, you sent me one uh, years ago. Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to work with them back in the day. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Years years ago, you sent me a little uh, a little goodie box of bits and bobs. And uh, yeah, the the beta deluxe I used as a preamp on the end of my board for for a couple of years. I thought it was great because because it did sound because you had control so much control of the mids. You could shift them around. They they were on little toggles. There was there was so much you could shape it so it sounded like a big clangy old SVT if you were just using it as like the last thing in your chain, just as a as a preamp. So yeah, I always thought that was a that was a, a fantastic pedal. Yes, um, and I, I, the reason I thought of them kind of last second there was because, A, I love that pedal on bass, and B, I know they've got better distribution over there in Europe now. So, um, Yes, yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. In fact, you know, we, we actually work with them quite quite a lot because they, they're, they're distri- distributed um, in the UK by a, a rather uh, fantastic uh, company um, called ADG. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're because they're so well distributed over there and we have such a good relationship with the wonderful Bruce uh, from there. He's uh, He always makes sure that we get the solid gold bits and bobs when they come out. I mean, the Imperial Mark II, for me, was still like, that was one of my favourite fuzzes of last year. That was an, a fantastic unit and everything should have big faders on it. There's there's no reason to not have big faders. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, it is very cool indeed. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend some money this evening. But, uh, <laughs> if you need if you need advice on where to spend your money, I <laughs> I can help you. I just realized while we were I was while I was going over the Fezrocious website, I realized there was must be some sort of subliminal thing going on right now because I'm wearing that gray Fezrocious shirt and I didn't even realize it. I just like <laughs> I was like, oh, I have that shirt. Oh, not only do I have it, I'm literally wearing it right now. So, yeah, big fan. There you go. There you go. There you go. Well, um, we're actually we, we we're running out of time on this week's episode, so we're gonna we're gonna head over to our Patreon now on patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where you can join us, dear listener, for an entire extra episode every week. You can become a Patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month. The dollar tier gets you this episode ad free, and early five dollars gets you access to our Patreon special and our back catalogue. Ten dollars gets you a lot. Plus, I'll sing you my thanks at the end of every episode. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms and join the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook to get involved in our weekly episode discussion. Thanks for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds and Blake Wyland. Farewell.
Walker, Ben Harder, John Brown, Holly Simpson, John Conaway, Eric Vaughan, Russell Healing, Paul Drew, Peter Blair, Ty Allen, Yogi the Guitarist, Pal Harris, Joe Hart, Sean Hughes, Brian Hansen, Shane Malloy, Eric Hammer, Jeffrey Wax, Brian Eisler, Gavin Vanderlinden, Andy Manley, Robert Butterworth, Scott Anthony, Marcus Alpanawaki, Simon Milborn, Stuart Robson, Christian Van Hansen, Keith Adams, Eric File, Jack Cutmore, Joe Patti, James Dore, Abe Matthews, Ken Sayers, Kytopia the Man, John Anglin, Ross Edwards, Stephen Borg, Aaron Sherman, Dave Lee, Jake Gray, Scott Kennedy, Christopher Lowson, Derek Rich, Blake Wyland, Rob Norman, Shady Short, Steve Merkel, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Robin Smith, Scott O'Brien, Paul Corrigan, and Moog Gravit! Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.